As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Vacation Magoots. What's up, dude? One, I'm happy that you got your name right today because that, that reared its ugly head the other day with Kay Casey. That was funny. I haven't seen that in a couple of months. Um, two, of course, while I'm on vacation, Bravo has to have one of the bigger news weeks of the year. Yeah, it's been a pain in the ass. It's been a really crazy week. Before we get into the news, it's just been a crazy week in general around here. And not because it's been like, yeah, fuck yeah, Bravo Bros news. We had a car drive into a gas. We both live like, what is it, three minutes from each other, max walking? Less. It yeah. takes me 45 seconds to I drive could over. Throw here. a baseball to shoot her at his house, probably. But. Yeah. A car or a truck crashed into a gas station and caught on fire across the street from where we live. <laughs> yeah, and so surprisingly, it was cleaned up pretty quickly because I drove past it a couple hours later. But you gotta wonder what was going on, you know? I, I'm not sure. They, they clearly they weren't trying to pump gas because mm-hmm. the car was like diagonal into the gas station. The funniest shit is. I need to get some work done on my truck, and there's a new service station at that gas station. So oh. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go check that out today." Lo and behold, it is no longer there and caught on fire. But that could have been really good because what if your car was there and then that truck crashes into the gas station, blows everything up, you get insurance money for a car, you go get a new car. Damn it. I know, you missed out. I should have gone there because I think I'm going to have to get a new car and I'm so mm-hmm. upset. They, I took it into Jiffy Lube and they said that there's something wrong with the the hose that connects the transmission to the engine and it's going to cost like three grand to fix and my truck's got like 170,000 miles on it. It's not worth it. But I fucking, you know how much I love my truck. Yeah, I would have went from like a travesty of a guy crashing into a gas station to a good Samaritan. I know. He would have been helping me out. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. There goes my insurance fraud scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Insurance fraud. Yeah. Do it. No. (laughs) Don't do it. Do not do that. Anyway. um, (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Stop recommending insurance fraud. Fine. Anyway. As you said, it was a pretty crazy week with the news, so we're going to dive right into it. Actually, let's do, we do Rosenthorn first, so then we sure. should, yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah. do Rosenthorn first. Uh, you go first. Okay. Well, we're going to change I'm lax that. over here. I'm, yeah, you um, seem- well, Vacation, you're, hanging out. I can't think of a more clever name for vacation, Magoots, and that bums me out because usually I'm pretty good. Uh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. So let me talk about my Rosenthorn. Up first, I want to do my thorn, and we had a few that I could have picked, but this one is all-encompassing for me. It's it's from a woman on TikTok, and it says, My opinion is other podcasters are hating because this was one of the best podcast episodes ever. Bethany Frankel in all caps with a big heart emoji. Now, if you actually listen to that episode and put bias aside, put the fact that I hate Bethany aside, put the fact that it was a terrible episode aside, because of the parameters surrounding it. If you just look at it from a podcaster interviewer standpoint, it was a horrible episode. It was terrible. She didn't do any research beforehand. She did not. She led her, like like leading the witness pretty much, like she led her interviewee the entire time to say the things that she wanted her to say. It was a horribly done interview from a logistical standpoint. She didn't cover any of the bases needed to conduct a successful interview. Yeah, and also... 
not to be forgotten. Bethany does not know who you are, you loser. Right. That's like that's story. I can never hammer that. And look, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I like a lot of podcasters. I think they're really cool. Us included, we're cool people. I, at least I like to think so. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm not going to put anybody's names in all caps with a heart next to it and just stand them until the end of time. No, That's so strange because Bethany would never do that for you. So get off your weird high horse, unless it's a bot, which it could have been. You got to be it's weary a bot. of bots. It doesn't look like a bot account. It looks like a real account. Okay, all right, fair enough. But still, that, that always irks me because it's like they don't care who you are. I just thought it was dumb. It's just a dumb comment. But anyway, uh, I had some options for the rose. I'm going to read one to finish it. But this I had to read. Someone just recently discovered us on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I love that because they tend to go all the way back in our videos and like comment from there as though whatever. So this is user 686-906-359-1750. If you have numbers in your user, You are really good at numbers. I can read the numbers. <laughs> it's just your wacky names I can't read. But this user commented on a video. It was when I was talking about how we like reconnected and then when I got home and moved mm -hmm. back to Philly. So I think she's under the impression that we reconnected because of Bravo. And I love oh. this premise. That's wow. not how it happened, but it's a really funny premise. But she commented, I love that Housewives brought you guys back together because this needed to happen. Heart. You know what? I mean, the intention is there and it's very sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, let's just get the cats out of the bag, deal. We met on a message board about Housewives yep. and decided to just start a podcast. Yeah, We actually haven't been friends for that long. Nope. Everything else is fake. We didn't go to high school together. I don't even know his last name. All these, <laughs> still don't know my last name, <laughs> but all of these stories that we made up, completely hoaxed. We yeah, just met in the message false. board, Reddit, actually, subreddit. Yeah, I don't even want to clarify that this is a joke. I want some of you to actually believe that this is true. They will. They will. <laughs> but my, my little add-on, and this is just because it really genuinely made me lol i raffled i raffled a little bit this is from am resin commented blue hat got me bricked up <laughs> got me bricked up is one of my favorite phrases god that's such a good one i got somebody bricked up my oh bad. man that's Sorry, gonna, buddy i should have been using that all week just like i'll look at the ocean just be like wow that ocean looks beautiful got me bricked up well, no i mean it's not like the most pc thing to say you can't just walk around saying like oh i'm sure i can boner now but, i didn't i'm not saying i have a boner now it's you're like bricked a, up. i'm hiding it behind yeah behind a what you're not hiding what it's a, it's a different phrase yeah i know everybody knows what bricked up means i know but then if you have to that makes it worse because then you have to explain. sounds like you have to poop actually yeah got me i bricked so. up. hit the toilet buddy we could do this for a while. Why don't we just move on to yours? <laughs> well, I mean, look, I've been on vacation all week, so there's not a lot going on as far as things that are taking me down in life. Uh, I've got one that's kind of funny, though, because I've, I've seen her comment on things before. Uh, this is from Overthinking Sin on uh, Twitter. I guess it was on our recent episode with Kate Casey. We posted a new thing, and, and we included a picture of ourselves from our live show from New York. And she said, okay, pause. Why do the bros look so good in this promo? I love the growth from episode one to now. Awesome. Love that. I do too. But are they implying that we physically That's my look thorn. Better? That's my <laughs> thorn. We always look good. We Shut look up. The same. We haven't changed physically. No. I think uh, maybe she's commenting on the fact that like our production value has improved. Like I took it personally. Our post. No, I mean, the post looks up. better than I look. Maybe it was a backhanded compliment. Let's just say it was a backhanded compliment. I don't know if she's Maybe we had a glow up. Looks. Maybe we didn't realize we had a glow up. I mean, look, we're rich now. What We've got a successful fuck? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. We are not rich. 
We have a successful podcast, but we are far from. You know rich. why we're rich? Because we don't pay our guests when they come on. Yeah, the yeah. Show. We pull a Bethany and we don't pay anybody. Nah. But anyway, that's your Roseanne Thorne. Roseanne Thorne. Oh, it's a Rosie Thorne. Yeah. I'm a big Rosie Thorne fan. Yeah. But yeah, those are good. I like those. But we got a lot to talk about. So let's jump right in with the news. Uh, I think up first on everybody's agenda and everybody's feed is Carl and Lindsay are allegedly donezo. They called off the engagement. Yeah. Um, shocking news, honestly. I think they got, when did they get engaged? Pretty much Labor Day last year. So like it less than about, a year. Yeah. Um, even more shocking, the news that came out of it was they're actively talking about it on the show. So, oh, they're like filming. in their confessionals. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't, I mean, I can't imagine we're going to get that initial, like, this isn't working. Let's end the engagement. But you're going to get the aftermath from it. I, I can no. already call it. I Ooh. can already think about it it's going to be brutal to watch the other girls in that house oh fuck i hope for the love of god look this is like a serious thing i don't care how much you dislike Lindsay. it's a very serious thing they broke up hope we hope it was amicable we hope it was mutual and all of those things and we hope that they're getting to a better place maybe they just weren't meant together whatever who cares but if the rest of them Paige, Amanda, if they get behind their phones and they start like chit-chatting back and forth and they're giggling off camera, that's going to really bother me. I don't care who it is. You just don't root for somebody's downfall like that, especially actively and especially on fucking cameras. I'm not going to say they're going to do it, but I could see it happening and that's really going to bother me. Do you think that we will see throughout the summer, maybe Lindsay starts to lean more back into her party side and Carl's leaning further into his sobriety and recovery lifestyle? Which is fine. You can yeah. go your separate ways. Do you think that that's going to be one of the major caveats for this breakup? I could see that. I mean, for what we've seen all summer, it looks like everybody's friends again. I mean, everybody's out. That's like Danielle's I mean. with them a lot. That's kind of the where that crew comes is together. From. Yeah, but Carl's been there too, and you never really know the inner workings of somebody's relationship, especially when they're on camera. They're going to be showing a completely different side of their relationship. I feel like Carl and Lindsay show a bit of both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one of our bigger gripes when they first started dating was it looks like a fairy tale and everybody else kind of said that. But towards the end, you could kind of see them, you know, they had disagreements and they had things going on. So I don't really know. I I hate speculating on something like that because, again, these are people. Yeah, let's not speculate Um, too hard. I don't want to speculate too hard. But yes, I, I could see that because that is like a fundamental issue within their relationship. And if you can't figure that out. And if it makes Carl feel some type of way, even if it makes Lindsay feel some type of way, yeah, either way, either way, it can it can go both ways there. It might not work, and it, I could see that being a, like more of, of a crux of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and you know, as somebody in recovery, it is a thing, you know. And I'm fortunate Dev doesn't really drink that much, and yeah. since we've been together, she's kind of gotten even further away from it. Not because I care; I really don't. Like, if she no. wanted to have wine, I, she just chooses not to now. Mm-hmm. But there are situations where, yeah, that is that is an issue, and. It's not up to the sober person to demand sobriety out of their partner. Like, that's not up for anybody to tell anybody to do. Right. So, if that is something they could not kind of get on the same page with, as much as it sucks, like, yeah, it is better for both of them to go their separate ways. It's not fair to Carl, obviously, because he's in recovery. And it's not fair to Lindsay for Carl to ask that of her. So, as you said, I think what we're both in agreement here is hopefully it's amicable. Hopefully they are still friends at least and things can go on peacefully and they can just kind of go their separate ways. Like it just wasn't meant to be. You know, it would suck though. If it's not amicable. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, just a little tin hat action. Summer house has been dying for years. Wait, what if they're doing this for fucking, (laughs) what if they're doing it for views? No, I don't know. The whole thing. 
Well, I will say this. I, I again, Scandal has completely warped my mind. Yeah, which I think and it's I am. Up. I know I talk. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm up to like twenty percent that the whole thing's fake. Um, well, for Scandal, yeah, that's. But still, that's that. But it goes 8%. up every time now. But now you starting on ten, then you went fifty. Now you're back to twenty. I never so. went to fifty. You did in I the am episode. not fifty percent in anything, pal? I'm well I aware of skeptical. that. I, uh, Is that a dick joke? No, but it could have been. <laughs> Definitely could have been. been. Definitely could have been. been. I got to be quicker. But no, I, I really do think that Scandal has kind of warped my mind and I'm looking at these things. And again, we're watching this so much and we keep our eye on the public opinion about these shows and we know that Summer House is dying. I mean, we we sort of led that charge for a little while there just mm-hmm. talking about how they need That's to reboot. how we got our Carl interview. I know, exactly. And they need to do this and they need to do that. I hope it's not because, again, we want these shows to be real at the end of the day. But if it was, I wouldn't be super surprised. I, I we'll never think. find that out. And I don't honest like honest opinion. I really don't. I think there are so many fundamental challenges to that relationship sure, for it to yeah. work out. I'm not saying it couldn't have. I'm not saying that either of them are bad people. It's just those two to fit together, they mm-hmm. had to overcome a lot of obstacles. So yeah. I, that one could make sense to me. But I mean, we'll see. And it's one of those things. Now again, uh, we were watching Atlanta, the finale. Once again, cameras are fired up post production. So. Well, there's still I'm seeing it over and over again. Cameras keep getting fired back up. This is the third finale in a row that we've had where they've had to reopen the right. Cameras. I don't think they're going to have to do it for Summer House just because they typically go through Labor Day anyway. And if this news is coming out before Labor Day, we're going to get it on. I know, but we're going to we're going to get it on film. Maybe they'll keep prop a bets. camera or two around. Let's take a prop just bet. for Carl and Lindsay, but we're not. I mean, we're not going to get like the full reboot of everything else and have to go through a couple more okay, weeks. I, I don't think you so. a round of golf that we get a full cameras back up post-production with summer house. It would have to be, we have to agree on a date later than so the labor days this weekend. So I would agree if it's after September 22nd. Okay. Deal. If they're anywhere in like October or anything like that, you're on. You're good. You no, know, it's anywhere anything before after then? September 22nd. Yeah. If they just let it Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right, cool. No, we're on. Okay, yeah. fine. Sweet. Gentlemen's agreement. There we go. Round of golf. I like that. Uh, no, but we wish them the best, honestly. Do, hopefully they're okay. Yeah, hopefully they figure it out. But um, we're not assholes. We're not, usually. The other news is Erica Jane premiered her new show, her new residency in Vegas. Uh, from what I saw, despite people being just mean in the comments because they don't like Erica Jane, I think it went well. Zach was there. He said it was a, a great time. He enjoyed it. He's also an Erica Jane like yeah. diehard. Take it with a grain of salt there. Yeah, Zach. I'll take it with a grain of salt. Love Zach, Zach. too, but yeah. <laughs> love you, buddy. But you know, he loves he rides or dies for. Her. So we'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. would you go to the show? No. <laughs> I wouldn't. I had no chance. I would. I would I, check it out. I don't know. I, it depends. I mean, Vegas is such a it's just such a beast that maybe I would go just to kind no, of. No, no, no. I'm saying like if you were in Vegas, you knew you were gonna be in Vegas for like a week. Ugh. God, I just fucking nobody go to Vegas for a week. Stop reading PSA. so far into the specifics. <laughs> it's so annoying doing hypotheticals with you because to get to the actual question takes like 20 fucking minutes. You don't have to know the parameters. You're in Vegas for a week. Regardless, would you go to the show? No. Thank you. God damn it. Moving on. We're in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a whole other aspect of this whole thing that you're completely missing. Oh, my bad. That she's involved in a huge lawsuit. Oh, right. Right. That's not why I wouldn't go to the show. No, carry on. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently no. this guy is claiming that she teamed up with Amex. She teamed up with group uh, members of the Secret Service and Amex okay. to conspire to maliciously prosecute him in April of 2017 with wire fraud and identity theft. So now she's uh, there's 
charges for goods and services that are totaling about eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars. She cannot stay out of legal trouble. Well, that's... this is all I'm getting. This is a complete aside from the whole Tom Girardi thing. This is a completely different thing. That has nothing to do. With and it. she's, for all intents and purposes, pretty clear from all of that now. I think. I think that she's. There might be a couple things out there. But... There's a couple of lawsuits still floating around. But to your point. I think that this is an easy target for whoever this fucking guy is for him to be like, oh, she's already in the line of fire with the Tom Girardi stuff. I'm Maybe. going to throw another glass or rock at this glass house to try to knock it down. This house of cards, sorry, to try to. I think he's trying to take advantage of the fact that she's been in the spotlight. Could be. The trial. I think it's a little far removed if this came out, you know, three, four or five months ago, maybe. But now it's just my main focal point with her is she just can't stay out of trouble like this that, but there's got to be something hat, going on Come it's on. not even wait wait, wait 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 just let me like seriously this guy is oh, I, I, to yeah. be working sure. that she worked with the secret service and amex to scam him come on members of the secret service and american speak. express like she's yeah. he's claiming that she has the power to work with a major credit card supplier I don't no, know, man. come on! That this is ridiculous. I don't think everything Erica Jane's doing is on the up and up. I think the I think, she's... I think that for you to read this tabloid fucking article and be like, oh, there could be some merit. Like the, the claim I'm not. Is I'm not even looking at the merit of this specific case. All I'm saying is, yes, things are getting thrown at her. Maybe you're taking the low hanging fruit aspect where yeah. she's like out there. Yeah, that's obvious. I'm taking a different direction and saying there's things being thrown at her. Some of these things have to be true. Something has to be and true And you out think here. that it's this? I don't think it's this thing at all. Okay, yeah. No. Okay, no, that's my relax. Point. Yeah, pal. I'm just trying to say this is a ridiculous No, not claim. this. I'm just saying the fact that she's got these things being thrown at her constantly, some of this shit has to be true. Uh, There's no chance in hell that she's out there just completely squeaky clean. If you're completely squeaky clean, these none of these things are, would have popped up. But I'm just saying, like, this is some dude claiming a very ridiculous Yeah, no, I, I don't think that And the Tom true. Girardi stuff she got dragged into because of Tom. And look, I was on, we both were on the side of yeah she's lying with the tom girardi thing she has proven it in court time and time again that she really wasn't involved she's been exonerated of a lot of these charges and mm -hmm. cases so like to your point i see what you're saying where there's smoke there's fire but to her credit she continues to win in court and this recent claim is fucking crazy yeah yeah uh, what do you want from me uh, i want to move on <laughs> just want to move on the last thing that we need to talk about, and that'll jump us right into our Atlanta recap, but rumors through the grapevine is that it, at first it came out that Atlanta was being completely rebooted. That went around like wildfire. Everybody was claiming that that was true. Since then, it's come out that, and Bravo even spoke out and says, we haven't made any decisions yet. It seems like the most recent update is that they're keeping a few of the OGs, but rebooting a lot of the others. And then Sonya came out and said, you guys are all trying to like read between the lines here. Nothing like you don't know. We don't know. You don't know. Just wait. I, I, I think the Bravo's response to it, at least from what I saw, is because their producers for Atlanta were getting actual hate mail from the Atlanta fans. They were getting straight up death threats, which, look, we know that with a lot of these franchises, there are fans out there that will do anything to keep their show on the on the air. They will crazy. have people not change one aspect of it. We've said before, you know, Atlanta could use some shifting around. Who would you keep out of three or four? I would say I, I can give you mine first if you need a second. But I got mine. Go ahead. I, I would think that Candy is probably going to move on. She just seems like she's stretched too thin. She's got a lot going on. And I'm OK with that. I mean, if she she can for sure pop up wherever the hell she wants. 
back in Atlanta, Ultimate Girls Trips, special episodes, whatever the hell she wants to do. She can do whatever she wants. I think maybe she moves on. Obviously, you're going to have to have Drew back next year just because of what's going on. I think you bring back Sonya because she's one of the only people who really gave you a whole lot this year. And Marlo gave you a good amount this year, too. Like, I think those are my three. And then if I had to stretch to four, not including Courtney because she's a friend of, or Manietta because she's a friend of, I guess Kenya, maybe. I think that's kind of where you draw the line, though. So... I mean, Sheree doesn't bring a whole lot to the table anymore. She just does these healing trips that never work out, which I guess is good for the show, but really she's just orchestrating it. Anybody can do that. It could not be further from me. I think that you keep... Is it because you hate to me keep. today? Um, no, no. It's just genuinely, if you look at it from, again, like obviously we haven't been around with the show for the entirety of it, but I think that if you look at the landscape as far as what the people want, it seems as though if you want to not anger the diehard Atlanta fans and move into the future, you have to keep Kenya, Candy, Sheree, and Marlo's on the bubble. That's what I think only because... Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that that keeps the peace the most. I Mm -hmm. think the other ones, unfortunately, I do think Drew's expendable. I think that even though she carried the show this season, that was a lot of people's issue, was that Drew's drama was the center point, the focal point, and a lot of it seemed... I can't, and I think we agree with this. You can't blame Drew No, her drama is the focal point. No, I think she did a good job. That's what the fans are going to do, and I think you're right. Well, they play production, and I agree. And I I saw something tonight we're going to point out when we get there that I fucking hated from production. But the general consensus, a lot of fans do not have an issue with the women of Atlanta. Right. A lot of fans have an issue with production, mm-hmm. period. So I think it would be a really interesting move. Don't touch the cast. Just fire the entire production team, the entire production team, and get a whole new production team. Let them run it back one more season, see how they do. And see if it is production, because if that's the case for Bravo as a whole, they can reevaluate a lot of their franchises that are on this bubble and be like, oh, well, if we make a production change, maybe it'll get better. And I think with this big transition period, you're seeing we have a reboot, right? That worked. We have Miami sat on the sidelines for five, six years. They brought them back. That worked. So there's options now. They're trying different things out. I think the next logical step would be to fire an entire production team. Yeah keep the cast and see how things go yeah as long as we get actual confirmation that production was let go and they don't just start using production as a scapegoat because honestly you can probably get rid of production for every show out there yeah like get rid of beverly hills production for the love of god yeah they enough of that bullshit like see what salt lake does this year if it doesn't perform get rid of production or get rid of the show i don't care oc get rid of the show jersey get rid of production like enough and do a little bit of a cast shakeup. maybe get rid of one of the big players so that it might be able to open up a little bit more there's a lot that you can do and they do have a lot of moving pieces which is good obviously and that's what we want yeah so as long as we can see that they're trying to do something and they don't do it out of fear because that's kind of where where you were showing who you would bring back or who you think bravo would bring back right yeah they're doing that out of fear they're not doing that out of content i'm thinking from my aspect of who i would bring back this is content I want good content. I want a good show. I want good storylines. And I'm not getting enough from these other people. And again, Candy's not part of that. Candy, I just think personally that she's stretched too thin and she has a lot going on that maybe the show isn't really a priority for her anymore, which is okay, that. which I is think cool. We saw that throughout the season. Yeah. And if she's going to be a little checked out during the show, which towards the end of the season, she did step up with the pod movie and everything. But the rest of them, like, Candy didn't do a lot this year. I, and no. I know that she's done a lot in the past couple of years. 
But as we know with Bravo, just because you've done a lot in the last couple of years doesn't mean that you're going to be on the show forever. What's well, interesting with Kenya, if you read the comments and um, the message boards and all that stuff, people either love Kenya. A lot of people credit Kenya coming to the show is when the show started to shift towards like a negative turn, when it yeah. started to kind of go downhill. Is like when Nene Leakes left. And then you get Kenya coming onto the show. They say Kenya was too produced, that she tries to force too many things. Like, that's not my opinion. I am relaying information that I have read and sure. gathered. But I think that overall, you can't deny that the first season we ever get involved with Atlanta, they're they're canceling the show, apparently. It's so. our fault. <laughs> it's got to be, our, be fault. our fault. No, I mean, I, I was looking back on it today because I, I completely forgot that this was even the finale. And thinking back on it, I don't remember one like extended instance this entire season where they were just having fun. Oh like, no. There's just the one the one time in Portugal, but Kenya wasn't there and Candy wasn't there when they were doing the pottery stuff. Oh, right, right. That's the only time that they were all just having fun together. It wasn't drama. That's the time there's always some shit going on. And that's okay. I get that. No, no, no. We but need, we need no. fun. We need good times that show we that even these get women are friends. Fucking OC and they all hate each other. Oh well. Or they don't even like each other. We're gonna I get have there. no idea. But we'll this takes there. us directly into Atlanta. And uh I texted you and asked you while I was watching it, can I title this episode Ralph's a Bitch? And you said, eh, probably not. So to all of you listening now, that's what I wanted to title this episode, but shooter, you know, cooler heads prevailed, and I probably shouldn't title it that. It's nicer than what you said to me in text. In text, you said that I was getting soft. I did tell you you were getting soft. Um, <laughs> well, I know when you watch the shows, though, that you get very emotional. I do. I get so it. So either I won't respond, and I'll just let you simmer down, and Usually then I'll talk to you, you in person. Usually you do that. Or... God forbid I ever give you a thumbs up, then you just freak the fuck out. I think that's rude. It's dismissive. <laughs> I want to know, like our audience, you guys, if if you text somebody and ask a question or it it's an open-ended comment and they just give you the thumbs up, what Open-ended, do I don't do. If you say, do you want to come over at like 4 p.m. Yeah, and record good. today? You're pretty I'll good. I'll click you with a, a thumbs up and you get mad about that. Yeah, because it's a question. Because I don't say yes. Yes. The thumbs up means yes. No, the thumbs up means I'm not taking the time to respond because you're not important enough. That's what I read. Uh, most of the time I do it on my watch because I'm doing something else. Probably golfing. Right. So you're, yeah. I'm not a priority. If I, was, I responded at the all. Thumbs up implies I am not a priority and that upsets me. Look, I don't respond to most people. I don't either. So I'm really bad at texting. I, I give you yeah. a response. So that's good. All right. Whatever. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. I guess. But uh, that takes us to... The Atlanta finale, and I didn't realize it was the finale either. We have been doing Atlanta for like four and a half months. I know. I didn't realize that. Until they started rolling the uh, the catch up with uh, the castmates or whatever towards the end. I was like, whoa, all right. I forgot about half the shit. I was like, wow, we've been doing this for a while. This is a long I still expected like four more episodes, which I guess we're going to get like a three-part reunion, but. No, no, I think it's a two-parter. Uh, that's the, I don't know that for sure before people are like, you said it was going to be two parts. It's three parts. I don't know. I've just seen a couple things say that it looks We're like it's putting part. it out in the universe. Wishful yeah. thinking, wishful thinking. But we start out with a sort of cryptic confessional and we didn't really need it. We all knew what this finale was going to be about. It's been alluding to it for the entirety of the season. It's been a topic the entire season and it's something that we watched happen in real time. And that was Drew and Ralph's divorce. And this is kind of setting up the episode for that. But before we get to all the Ralph stuff, the first scene I want to talk about is Sonya. And she's at the OBGYN getting everything checked out, uh, making sure the baby's okay. And this is where I had my massive issue with production and editing as a whole. When we got the scenes from next week, last week, they painted this scene like something was wrong with the pregnancy. Yeah. Because 
she has a big reaction to something the doctor says. Come to find out, it was all in jest. They were just joking back and forth. For production to use her pregnancy and potentially there being a problem, which we find out later in the episode, there was an issue with her pregnancy. But for them to tee it up like, oh, fuck, what's going on? It's it's terrible. Like, it was really fucked up. Yeah, I, I didn't know either that she had lost the baby until the end of the episode. Nuts, so, like, yeah. that wasn't, I don't know if we just weren't privy to that information or maybe we just didn't get to it in the content of everything and on social media, but it was it was just fucked up. I mean, it's it, there's no other way to put it. The fact that they teased it for two weeks and they teased did it, that. That's not what happened. Not only scene. that, but like, look, I get it. You sign up for these shows and you want to share some personal details and obviously being pregnant is a big thing. And look, I, look, they were happy. They were so excited to have the baby. They had the t-shirts and everything. You can include all of that. That's okay. But the OBGYN aspect of it, and two straight episodes of her bringing her son to the OBGYN and then also talking about him again and then having, including the aspect of the doctor talking about it saying, don't include him until 12 weeks. That's, it's foreshadowing that you could see in a movie, but in real life, it's like, fuck, man, like, don't, just scrap that. She's going to scrap it. This. Like, she's going to rewatch it. She's going to break down. She's going to cry. Like, obviously she will. But we were like, well, it just doesn't make any sense to include something like that. Just, no. yes, you can include last week's, but don't double down on it now. Don't include the actual content of the doctor talking well, about that. Don't sit like, there and make it seem like in this visit, they drop a bomb about the pregnancy, which they didn't. No, Everything they didn't. was okay at this visit. We don't find out that she had a miscarriage until later. They tee it up like something is wrong, which they is They teased, fucked. production then, teased a miscarriage. That's, right. that's the only way to put it. And it's just horrible. It's terrible. And like, she has to rewatch this shit. Yeah. Like, and look, I commented on it last week. I said, I don't think it's like super smart to get your kid involved in this thing because right. if something goes wrong, that being said, you do not have to hammer this home. She's got it. She knows that she made a mistake by telling Deuce. She had to fix that mistake and have a terrible, difficult mm -hmm. conversation with her five-year-old about a miscarriage. So bravo production. Go fuck yourselves. Like, leave her alone. She's been through enough. That was horrible. That whole scene sucked. But moving on, we get to Ralph and Drew, and we're going to talk about them a whole lot this episode, and a whole lot of Ralph, who is, in my opinion, one of the worst husbands in the history of all of Bravo and in the world. But Drew's talking to him. She just got home from filming. She got like one hour of sleep. She was on set all night. I've never seen her be rude to him. No, neither yeah. have I. She's only been nice and she's only been trying to appease like his attitude. And he's always contentious towards There's her. There's always something going on with him, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. She's like, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, what's been going on? He's like, oh, just, he's always grinding. grinding. He's Grind. always grinding. You're grinding on somebody. That's what you're doing. You're out there grinding on some chick that's not your wife. I firmly believe that. I don't think, I want to know what Ralph does. You're he not Pusha T. You're not grinding, buddy. Yeah, shut the fuck up, It's Ralph. just, it, that side, so I actually wrote down a bunch of lines that I really love about what Ralph said in this episode. You want to do that now? Not all of them, but I'm just going to point out the ones that I liked a lot right. pretty much as we go scene to scene. And this scene is, there's a lot of them. There's a just because between that and then when he goes downstairs and, then, <laughs> and Drew's family's there. Um, but in this, in the, him starting off with the grind and was wild, but then Drew saying, yeah, I, I'm really tired too. And he goes, well, how's the movie going? Okay. There's a, there's a good question. Nice. See how, see how it's going. I'm really tired. There's a lot going on. Why? All you're doing is sex scenes. Yeah. Like, how the, what, are you fucking dumb? Like, I, this is what we talked about last week. He didn't do anything. He didn't care about any of the movie until Drew said, yeah, I'm in the sex scene. Then his ears perked up. Mm -hmm. We couldn't tell if he was horny or mad. Or Still both. have no fucking idea. Honestly, <laughs> really have no idea. 
And then that's what he focuses on. He just goes, oh, you're just doing sex scenes. Like, that's fine. You shouldn't be too tired from that. She's still getting home at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning. He's also going... doing a lot more than yeah. that, you dick. Yeah, it's it's just wild. He's he's not an interesting guy. He's just an asshole. He's also dumb. Like, he's just a dumb guy. Like, yeah. And he thinks that he's so prolific in the things he's saying. He thinks he's so well-versed. And he thinks that he knows better than everybody. And he spins these crazy word salads thinking that he's coming out looking like a genius. And he just looks dumber. But in this scene, congratulations, Ralph. You've just belittled her movie. You've belittled her profession. You've acted like your job is more important than her, thus making you and your life more important than her, which is ridiculous for a husband to do. And it leans further into it because then he's saying like, oh, you're coming in late. I need to sleep so that I can get out there and grind and I can get out there and make that money and all this other stupid shit. And then he goes downstairs. Allison, who is clearly not into him. Allison clearly doesn't like him just from the look she gave him when he walked down the stairs. And she clearly knows. But while they're still upstairs and like the bitch video, like Drew actually has the video. And this is where I'm really confused. I'm so confused. Because he, video. she clearly points at Sonia and says, this bitch. So she's clearly calling Sonia a bitch, but she's not even calling Sonia a bitch. She's referencing this bitch over here. Like I call Shooter a bitch frequently. Yeah. The, the whole bitch thing. Is so I confusing. was so confused about it until Courtney confirmed it at the very end. that yes, I did allude to you as that bitch. But did she? I think Courtney was also, first of all, when we get to Courtney later, Courtney is a snake. Oh, yeah. Courtney is yeah. a I actually enjoyed that, snake. though. I was okay with that. I did, too. Yeah, it was I great had no problem show, with it. But I was like, oh, wow, from the top rope. Yep. Who knew? But the video comes out, and Ralph does the exact opposite of what a husband's supposed to do. He's like, well, you guys all call each other a bitch. It's like, she's upset about this, Ralph. Your job and role as her husband and partner is to support her and say, wow, that bitch. Or <laughs> like, wow. You're so right, honey. Anything other than questioning her, because one, she's exhausted. Two, she's looking for support. Three, this is clearly a dying marriage, and it's clearly your fault. She says, the problem is that she's talking behind my back. Or, sorry, she's talking behind our back. Mm -hmm. And Ralph goes, what's she saying about me? No, no. <laughs> no, if you're married, it's all encompassing, my friend. If they're talking shit about your wife, if someone talks shit about Dev, they're inadvertently talking shit about me. And I'm going to have an opinion about it. And I'm going to be on Devin's side no matter what. Ride or die. That's what you do when you're married. Yeah. He creates a separation between the two. And that's when they go downstairs and Allison literally spells it out for him. If they called her a banana and she doesn't like that, your job is to support that. You moron. You emotional well, two-year-old. That, and that's where my second favorite Ralph line comes in. Oh, let's hear it. He gestures towards Allison and says... How do you feel about, like, your friends probably call you a bitch. Like, even Allison calls you a bitch. Like, she says that bitch over there. Allison then goes into the banana thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Ralph stops her and goes, you know what, Allison? No one asked you. I don't need that from you. After he just asked her you are the her one... opinion on oh. it. Immediately after. Like, seconds later. It was just, it didn't work for what the, I guess, the argument that he was trying to push on Drew which, by the way, I think Drew handled all of this like perfectly. She's handled she was, well all season, honestly. She not only was able to convey her point and get everything across, but she stayed with her emotions intact. And maybe it's just because she was really tired. Honestly, it could just be that. Like, she didn't really have time or the emotions to deal with it. But she's talking to Ralph, and Ralph is the one who's getting upset. The whole thing is just, hey, dude. She even pointed out the thing that we've been talking about for weeks. You've known this woman for since yesterday. She's yep. been your cousin since yesterday. Yep. Stop doing it. Although I had an issue with Drew earlier in the season because she was also calling her a cousin and treating her like such. But if again, Ralph you didn't know her. That, then she is going to follow of suit course. because she rides for Ralph. And then it's not mutually the other way as yeah. well. So that's the problem. Yeah. And it's it was just it was a bummer to see. And then she starts crying and Ralph's like, why are you crying? 
because of you, Dick. Moving on from there, I actually really enjoyed this scene. I thought it was funny only because Sheree takes it so well. But she's in the daughter in the daughter. In, in the, the daughter da- with her car. Yep. She's in the car with her daughter. And Tierra knew about Candace, the secret daughter that Bob had. Yep. We didn't know about Candace. Candace is new to the scene. Sheree has no issue with the fact that her daughter didn't tell her she, and I love this aspect of it. I think it takes a very mature approach to be like, it's not their business and it's not, they have, they have no responsibility to their mom when it comes to parenting issues. Mm -hmm. That's between Bob and Sheree. So I like the fact that she's able to be like, yeah, I don't blame you. It's fine. But it's funny that her daughter also was like, wait, like he's known about this child for a long time. And Sheree's like, oh yeah. And she's like, oh, I thought this was like a long lost, like, oh, I'm your daughter kind of situation. She's like, no. And they're both like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) But we get a quick check in with Marlo and Scottly. Things seem to be going really well. Love Scottly. He's a friend, boy, boyfriend. I don't know. Love that. Yeah, we always love that. We don't need a label. We're happy that she's happy. We're happy that her and Scottly are doing their thing. They genuinely seem to like each other when they're together. The weird, and it's just such a small point, but when they're talking about Candy's party that Marlo just got invited to and she was reading the text message. Scottly immediately looks and he goes, Yeah, you know what? I'm free tomorrow night. I'll be there. I'll come. I love like, that. Immediately. Doesn't love have it. a second thought. Doesn't have some made up fucking plan. How often do we see that? People asking significant others, people asking their husbands, whoever, hey, you want to go do this thing? Ah, I gotta see if I can clear my schedule. I gotta do this shows? and that or whatever. Oh, yeah. Immediately he's just like, Yeah, I'm free tomorrow night. I can do that. He That's might not even be free, but he's gonna make himself free because he wants to hang around with you. Instead of the other husbands who want you to think at home that they have these super important, crazy busy lives, they don't have time for their wives. Right. Such a weird yeah, grinding. Oh, maybe on the end of this episode, <laughs> Ralph is grinding. On my gears. On other yeah, Ralph is grinding dot 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 my gears. That's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. Bitch. I want to fit bitch in there. I know, I know, I know. Just know as you're listening to this, I'm sitting here brainstorming what the name of this episode. Everybody's going to go back and read the name of the episode too. Yeah, I know. So hopefully I come up with something. There's still time. But we get to Kenya at home with her dad. And as we know, she's trying to, I don't know if the word is rebuild her relationship with her dad, but they're working on their relationship together, which is important. And I think that she's doing it also for her daughter's sake. And while Kenya's not my favorite, I do appreciate the relationship she has with her daughter. She does seem very involved. She loves her daughter very much. We love to see that. And I will say, and (laughs) you know me, I, I get more introspective than most when I watch these shows, but I do love the fact that they address her and the importance of her reconnecting with her father and trying to make that relationship work. Because as a dad, when I'm watching this, I'm like, wow, like you really don't always know when you're a parent, like what's going to affect your kid. Like, right. like the importance of being present, the importance of being there and, and being attentive to your relationship with your child is so important. It's something that, you know, Kenya's in her forties, full blown adult. And yet her relationship with her dad is still something that, that pains her and something that she wants to get better. So it's just like a good reminder, like pay fucking attention to your kids. It's important, but. The big conversation they have is about having a kid, uh, Kenya having another child, and he is like, the last one almost killed you, mm-hmm. so why would you do that? And she says, well, I was going to get a surrogate, and he agrees. He's like, that's a good idea. So I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So I like that, and I like that we get to watch them kind of start to gel a little bit more. It seems right. like things are going well. So again, Kenya's not my fave, but we'll always be happy with scenes like that. Now we get to Dr. Ken, and oh boy, oh boy, I wish you could have been here to watch me watch this scene. 
Because I did you feel when they walked in and Doctor Kim was like, "What's up, my brother?" and like gives him a huge handshake and like strong arms him, gives him a hug. Like, that's your therapist. Yeah, that that you shouldn't have that kind of relationship. I didn't have a problem with that. My problem was with Ralph's response to that. I thought he was trying to be like he tried to be so cool and suave and like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, that was the whole the whole entire session. He was trying to be cool and suave. All he ever tried cracking jokes. He's an idiot. He's so dumb. Let's just start. Even in this moment where Ralph has been checked out of. It's marriage counseling. Marriage yep. counseling takes two people. Marriage takes two people. Marriage counseling with one of the parties present doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Drew tries to give him credit for showing back up. It's like yep. you, at every turn, she is trying. And as us, the viewers at home, like you can see her trying. She gets nothing back in return. Instead, she gets him self-proclaiming and self-righteously saying, I've been working on myself outside of here yep. dr ken i've been doing the work he's like well what have you been doing he's like well i moved out of the room oh he goes i moved out <laughs> like and well, with a big smile on his face and then threw his arms out like he was excited and he thought dr ken was gonna be like my man way to go way to go that's not positive nope that's a bad thing nope. not only did you move out of the bedroom just crickets after you that you didn't tell her you just did it yep. you moved into a bunk bed yeah and that, i think that's the problem is like i mean there's a lot of problems here there's but with that specifically he was able to move out, and the way that he views that is liberating. Not, liberating. not the end of my marriage, not, you know, I wanted to move out, and now I can kind of focus on myself and try to figure out myself for this marriage. All he cares about is himself. Yep. That's and that, all he cares about. He makes it very apparent, and Drew then has to talk about the fact that the kids are starting to ask about it, which sucks. Like, And what's the first thing Ralph says? You're lying. Yep. That's a lie. No, She has the text, dick. And she pulls out the text, and again, she defends Ralph. She says, oh... Daddy just is going to sleep in there while I'm shooting the movie because I get home really late and he needs to sleep. But as soon as the movie's over, he's going to be back in there. Don't worry about it. Like the kids are questioning what's going on. Ralph is so selfish that he says that you're lying about the children. Yep. The children. What do you. Rule number one. Leave the kids out of your own kid. When Drew proves that she wasn't lying with the text, he says, it's the way you say it. You frame it to make me look like the bad guy. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She actually defended you. She gave an excuse for why you moved out. That's yep. not why you moved out, but she still has your back with the kids because that's what you're supposed to do. This is between you two, not the children. You're calling her a liar about the kids. That's, that's again, stupid. When he starts to dive into why he left the room, and obviously he said because he wanted to be liberated and focus on himself and to be more comfortable, and then he has the audacity to say, I did it for Drew, too, so that she could be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're clearly not listening to her because she said time and time again, she wants to be with you. She wants more time with you. She wants to figure things out. She doesn't need space. You're giving her space and using her as a shield to say that it's for her benefit. That is manipulative. That's gaslighting. It's borderline misogynist that you're telling her what she wants when she's telling you to your face what she actually wants and you're just completely ignoring it because her feelings and thoughts don't seem to matter to you because your shit's somehow more important even though nobody knows what the fuck you do. You're a dumbass and you're a terrible husband and seemingly a bad dad because you're not paying attention to the kids in this. You're actually blaming her for how the kids are responding to you being an asshole. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say. Nope. Not a lot to say there. I will say... For Dr. Ken, doesn't really seem like the right fit here. And maybe we're not getting a lot on film for him. That's tough. But right? I, I don't know. How I don't much know if we're getting show. enough from that. But one, his interaction with Ralph when he walked in, didn't really care for that. Two, when Ralph says dumb shit, what does Dr. Ken do? Nothing really. But I don't see. I think the difficult part is in marriage counseling, he has to 
maintain some level of neutrality. He can't. I don't sure, think that but it's... I feel like he can say something to Ralph specifically, like, "Why are you doing that? Why? Why aren't you focusing on maybe what we talked about you doing, or but this again, and that? Like, why are you taking it on your own? How do you? How does that make you feel knowing that Drew feels alone? Would be a pretty good follow up question there. With you. There's just I feel like, like there's an hour that we yeah. Didn't get, right? It's funny. I mean, like obviously Ralph was pissing me off that whole time. I felt really bad for Drew, but Doctor Kem was pissed me off. Are your subscriptions draining your wallet? The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions, and they might not even remember subscribing to half of those. If you have no idea just how much you're spending each month, you need Rocket Money. It's this great app that tracks all of your expenses so you know exactly where your money is going. Seriously, think of how many free trials you've subscribed to that you probably never canceled. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number's closer to $200. When you're signed up for so many things, like streaming services you use to watch one show, or free trials for delivery you don't use, it's so easy to lose track of what you're paying for. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all of your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 a year. That's a lot of money. Save that money. Go on vacation instead. Stop paying for subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash bravbros. That's rocketmoney.com slash bravbros. Rocketmoney.com slash bravbros. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. What's up, bros? Fall is right around the corner and HelloFresh is here to help you plan for the busy season ahead. With tasty dishes delivered to your door, simply choose your recipes and pick your delivery date, then lay back and enjoy the last days of summer knowing that your dinner is covered. Does it seem like your family is hungry like all the time? Add snacks and sides and more to your weekly HelloFresh order. Just simply shop HelloFresh Market and take your pick from a curated selection of over 100 add-on items. Look, I go to the grocery store a lot. I'm a private chef. I have to shop weekly. It's annoying. I hate the grocery store. I know you guys don't want to go to the grocery store. How much better would it be to have a box of fresh ingredients delivered to your door with the recipe included? Are you kidding me? It's like a dream come true for me. I don't have to get takeout anymore. I don't have to cook more for myself and think about what I want for dinner after I've cooked all day for clients. Now it's all there for me. It's fresh. The recipes are inventive. They're delicious. I'm a huge 
huge fan of this. I wish I'd started using HelloFresh earlier. If you have not tried it, now is the time to try it. It's so easy. I scoured each box. I looked at each ingredient, made sure it was fresh, up to par, and guess what? It all was. This is like a chef's dream come true. I don't have to think about anything. The recipe's there for me. I just throw it all together at night. It's quick, and guess what? It tastes great. So stop going to the grocery store. Stop Googling a bunch of random recipes. Stop trying to figure out what you're going to eat for dinner tonight. Let HelloFresh pick it for you. And like I said, you can add items on. You can get snacks. You can get the good stuff. You don't have to go to the middle aisles of the grocery store anymore. You can just pick it on HelloFresh. Stop going to the grocery store. So when you're ready to make the switch and you're ready to try it out, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50BravBros and use code 50BravBros for 50% off plus free shipping. That's right. You get 50% off plus free shipping. There's no reason for you not to do it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50BravBros. Use code 50BravBros for 50% off plus free shipping. Up next, we're at Candy's Rap Party, and um, we get a TI sighting. We get a, a tiny sighting. You know, I love to see some celebs show up. And Candy, I really like that she's talking up Drew, especially in front of Kenya. I really like that because she's like, Drew's doing her thing. She's acting. She's singing. She talks about the song. The song is good. You can't deny that. It's a bop. Like, I, I enjoy the song. Yep. So, yeah, she is doing her thing. And it's nice that I think we don't understand, and this cast doesn't understand in this moment, how desperately drew needs some kind of support she needs something from somebody and i'm glad that candy's at least there to pick her up and give her a pat on the back what regardless of how you feel about drew she's going through a ton of shit but now we get the allison and courtney drama and to her credit you know i love that courtney went to go hug allison allison doesn't fuck with her and yep. refuses to hug her i love that I love her being like, no, no, no. It's genuine. Yeah, we're not Because tight. it's actually a thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do the fake thing. Like, oh, it's so nice to see you. It's so nice to see you. But you know what it is, too? And we saw Allison, like, Allison is back in Drew's life. And it's a big moment for her. She's really happy to be back in Drew's life. She was with her when she was a child star. She's now back in her life. And she feels like Drew's accepted her back in. And she is really standing up for Drew against Ralph. Mm -hmm. She was the one who broke down and cried and was yelling at Ralph towards the end of that love scene. That. She gets in here and she knows that there's drama about Courtney. Courtney is Ralph's cousin. She knows that Drew doesn't really fuck with Courtney anymore. She knows what's going on specifically. Of course, like Allison is taking Ralph's position. This is wow. what Ralph should be doing. Great call. Allison is showing up where Ralph is not showing up at all. That's, That's really what's going on here. And I, I appreciated that just as much as I appreciated the way that Courtney was going after it. Yeah, I mean, Courtney, because I'm confused because watching the video, it's clear that she points at Sonia and says they even uh, highlight. Yeah, I know. It they says, point at Sonia. Sonia. Yep. This bitch, Sonia. So it's very confusing. And I think the biggest thing, and I wrote it down in my journal, who cares? That, like, that's who really cares the biggest thing. And I think that every other woman on the couch that was listening to it and could hear some of it, they all have the same reaction. Yeah. We all call each other bitch all the time. Yeah, like, it's not a big deal. Who cares? Enough. As to me, this is a reflection again of Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, yep. 100%. For sure. But, or it could be a deflection of, I guess, Drew maybe did make out with Latoya. Well, and I mean, that's that still too. she still feels like pretty vulnerable about that whole situation that yeah. she wants to. This is not this isn't I about think the she's trying to squash it. And she's like, by doing this, you're not squashing it. You're just right. keeping it open. Yeah, you don't. You could have just ignored it and just be like, nah, nah, yeah, we didn't make out. Like, oh, maybe we did. I don't really know. And just left it. Nobody would have talked about that it. It would have been that. better, honestly. Would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been a lot better. But Drew gets on stage and she's doing her performance of the song. And we get, you know, the sign off from everybody. They go through the list of people and. 
understanding while I'm watching, like this is going to be the final sign off for some of these women, more than likely, assuming that everything we're seeing on social media Could is be, yeah. correct. We might be seeing some final sign offs, but Candy's feeling good. She's in a good place. Her and Todd, her and Todd always seem cool. Like I never see an issue with them. And I, also, uh, yeah, I, I really like Todd. I like their relationship. I do a lot too. With it seems talk, genuine yeah. when yep. they have an issue with one another, it's brought up, they mm-hmm. discuss it and they don't yell about it. They meet each other halfway. Love their relationship. I'm glad Candy's doing well. I, I hope she comes back. Only so do I. I really enjoy watching her. I really yeah. do. And she's like, her life's really I think she And I think she keeps the show together in a different way where she's so real. And she's the that rock, people expect right? that yeah, from her the too. They don't the expect show. her to beat around the bush. They expect her to give them a straight answer. And you need somebody like that on all of these shows. And I feel like Candy does it better than anybody else. But we need her to be more checked in next season. For sure. Back. Absolutely. Like she clearly, this, and I don't know if it's because she's out on this show or just it didn't take priority over all of the other things that she had going on. I'm leaning towards the latter. But if she comes back next season, I hope that we get a reinvigorated Candy ready to like yeah. put up numbers. But Marlo and Scott Lee are still doing their thing. They're still together. She even drops a proposal in there, like laughs it off. Ha ha ha. Oh, that was, hey, we'll see. Quite the laugh. That, yeah, we'll see. And Sheree, we shrunk the fibroids. That's great news. Good job, Sheree. So she might not have been able to heal the group, but she was able to help heal herself. So we love that for her. Kenya opened, or I guess Soph opened her salon at least. It yeah. looked massive and it looked really, really nice. So I don't know if it's open, open, but it, it's soft open. They did a, um, a Schwartz and Sandy soft open, soft open. Number one, way better than that. Yeah. I think I would assume it went significantly better and this will be one soft opening leading towards the grand opening. I don't think that Kenya is just using her salon as her personal place to go bring her friends to get their hair done or anything. Yeah. I don't, I imagine that she's actually running a business venture (laughs) as you're supposed to do when you invest your own money into a business. But anyway, that's when we get the cameras picked back up after the aftermath, right? We know that Ralph and Drew, and now that we know Ralph and Drew, because when we found this news out, we hadn't watched the show yet. Mm-hmm. Now that we know Ralph and Drew, the fact that they raced to the divorce court is even funnier. Oh, it's hilarious. Just because you know that they're both going back and forth, and you know Ralph's like storming out the door, and in his mind, he's like, I have to file first, I have to file first. And Drew just responds to that energy because that's what she does. She feeds off of Ralph. And then she gets there first. Thank God. 61 minutes. Yeah, I love said. that. I love that she on knew the exactly dot. what it was. Yeah, but. So petty and so great. We get the rumors of Drew dating Ty. And Ty Young was a WNBA basketball player. She's retired now. And we'd heard this rumor as well. We didn't know much about it because we hadn't watched the show. I was wondering where she got. I think Ty is her initials because her name's Tamara Young. Oh, is it? So, oh, okay. Yeah, because so I, I, I recognize the name and I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. But either way, I, whatever. But I thought it was interesting during the actual episode. You get that weird. I wrote down in my books, like, that's a weird edit because mm-hmm. Ty's introduced and it's like slow frame. It's like, yeah. it like zooms into Ty's face and Ty looks good. Ty's got the, the glasses on. Like, she looks good. Yep. So, like, I thought that that was an interesting edit. It, I mean, it was the most blatant foreshadowing I've ever seen in my life. So I knew what they were referencing. <laughs> but we get the tie in later. And nice. What? Tie-in. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> wow. Unintentional puns. Said, Thank you. Those are my favorite. Um, let's just finish up with this, and then we'll talk about, about Sonia. But it's five days post-filing, and they are talking to Drew and to Ralph separately. They can't say as much as we'd want them to because they're actively going through the divorce. So their lawyers both recommend, like, no, you can't say X, Y, and Z. We find out the kids are starting to notice, which is really sad. 
we do see the group rallying behind Drew, which we love to see even Sheree and, you know, Drew and Sheree have their shit. But Sheree goes in to comfort her and says, hey, if you need anything, and it's even more remarkable that Sheree did this because her father passed away within the past the few days. Day before, yeah. Uh, the day before, two days before, yeah. or something within that time frame, and starts to get emotional about it and has the wherewithal and the presence of mind to be like, that's not why I came in here. I came in here for you, which is so sad. And we find out that Drew's dad is not doing well either. He's no longer eating. So her mom can't be there to support her right now. So it's just a lot. There was a lot in that scene and it was really heartbreaking. And I thought that it really shows and speaks because I go back and forth on Sheree, mm -hmm. but I do think that at the core of Sheree, she's genuinely a good person. Like she cares about the people in her I life. I would say so too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I think there is something behind those healing trips that she does. I don't I think do. that it's I... just for the camera. I don't think it's for her own personal gain. I think that she actually genuinely cares about people around her. And you can see that in this moment. I don't think that she showed up there to try to like get a check because no. it's the end of like production and I want to make sure I can get my face in front of the camera one last time or anything like that. I think she was actually there for Drew and Drew needed that. I she mean, did. Drew truly needed that. I was happy to see that pretty much everybody else, obviously Sans Courtney was on Drew's side and they were rallying behind her, just like you said. And how can you not? I mean, just watching, we haven't watched all of it. We watch one season, we get an idea of who Ralph is and it's very cut and dry. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. Like, how can you not support Drew in this when she, Seemingly, she's the only one who tried. She really for did. The longest she tried time. her ass off. You can't yeah. fault her there. No. But during this interview with Ralph, you know, we get very conflicting reports between the two back and forths. And like the one thing I can say is one thousand percent true is Drew says I lost my voice. I allowed inappropriate relationships. I allowed Tampa to happen. I allowed a lot of bullshit to happen. That now you know, stepping away from this and processing it, and it's going to take her a long time mm -hmm. to process it fully. But she appreciates, you know, yeah, I. I turned a blind eye to a lot of shit. Then it goes to Ralph and, you know, he's like, I can't say anything. And they're like, well, did you move back in the room? He's like, yeah, I came back in the room. We go to Drew. She says, no, he never moved back in, which I fully believe. Do I believe that Ty and Drew are together? I don't know. I don't know. I would not be flabbergasted. There's a lot of speculation on the sides and like we get some side talk. I think there's some merit there. I think there definitely is. What? Just based off of, I'm not even going to throw in the Courtney Ralph of it all because obviously they're no. going to say what they're going to say. That's and what I was going to say. I do think that they leaked. From Drew's them. reaction to the news leaking and her yes. asking around and then kind of like putting her head down and smiling, panic. getting a little blush. Like there was something going on there. She knew, she knew what was going on there. And like, I mean, I don't care. Courtney says that she has pictures of them together. Courtney, this is where she comes just in. came out of fucking Dude. left field. Yeah. That's where I was she like, She could have wow. been a secret agent for Ralph she this entire was. season. She was calculated the whole wow. season, and that last scene shows it. And then Dev was like, she didn't think that she knew the cameras were still filming. Courtney? Yeah, I 100% When she said something knew. like, you got to keep this vodka away from me or whatever, yeah. and then they like pan the camera up and up. you can only see the top of her face. I think she thought they were done. No, I, oh, you do too? That's yeah. what Dev thinks. Yeah, I, I think, think so she too. won. After she came out and like spoke out against Drew and was trying to like defame her in that moment, I was, I think that she fully knew that the cameras are still on. She was just Maybe. going. She was just going. She was like letting it all out. But I mean, time will tell. We'll see what comes of the Ty and Drew relationship. But the last thing that we got to check in with Sonya and it was a very emotional scene. I cried. I texted Dev, Sonia has me in tears because she recounts what happened with her pregnancy and she went in for a checkup. I think it was like the seventh week or something like that. And 
the baby wasn't growing as they needed to. It was no longer a viable pregnancy, especially since she's older, trying to get pregnant. So they were going to do a DNC, but on a trip to New York, she ended up having a very traumatic miscarriage. She lost a ton of blood. It was really bad for her to the point she's still trying to recover from all this. And it's gut-wrenching, right? It's, it's absolutely gut-wrenching to watch the strength and it's so admirable really to to watch her be able to share with us the viewer this awful thing that happened to her because a lot a lot a lot of people are going to resonate with it they're going to appreciate that she was able to discuss it because it's such a it's such an impossible topic to really talk about so, yeah it is and, and honestly in this moment was when i got unreasonably mad at bravo production yeah you can like if you know that Sonya's doing this and she's actively going to talk about this which is by the way like you said it's important because there's so many other people that have gone through something like this that might go through something like this and it's important for somebody to share their story if yes. they're willing look I'm, you're never going to push anybody to bounds that they don't want to go to fully understand that she was willing to share her story that's enough that's enough that's enough to tease it I, like to that is just fucked three fucking episodes like i again keep the first episode in there announce the pregnancy okay so we know where, where, where we're coming from you can do the first visit i guess if you want to and eh, whatever you just don't need any more than that like it's bad enough you're doing all of this this is months and months later you know what your show is going to look like you do not need to include those extra scenes to really hammer something home that's already super traumatic and super real that we don't need hammered home no so we just really don't leave it alone be very delicate with something like this let her tell her story. Don't show her story as her happy, 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 happy. Very sad. Like, yeah. it's just not, it doesn't work. It was really a bummer. I, I really didn't appreciate it. But overall, we enjoyed this season. I'll speak on both of our behalf. We yeah. liked it. I, I had no problems with this season, honestly. It was a good watch from start to finish. Obviously, we're kind of comparing it to other shows that we've watched in this last year. And it's been kind of a down year for the last year for Bravo. So. It was nice. I know that it wasn't the Atlanta of the past, but maybe we'll get to a stronger future. Here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. But that takes us back to Shooter's favorite. We're back in Rosie, a.k.a. Orange County, and we start out with Terry and Heather Dubrow, and they sell their house for a staggering, mind-bottling or boggling whatever you want to say, $55 million. That is a... It's not fuck you so, money. That, he's right. That's fucking... It is, yeah. No, it I, really is. And like, I, I, no shade at all here. You know, that's an incredible number. But I was also thinking when their realtor's like, it's the third largest sale in OC history. I was like, who cares? Is that important? Is that an important statistic? I wanted to know who first and second were. That's so probably yeah, some like crazy massive mansion that somebody yeah. built on a whim because they have nothing but money and it's like two hundred million. I would, yeah, I'm okay. curious about the number one. Yeah. I don't care about the number three. That now is that just a me thing? Probably just a you oh, thing. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right, that's fine. But they emphasize the fact that they have to be out in three weeks. To which my first thought was, "You're not packing anything." How the fuck are you? Well, yeah. First off, you're not packing shit. You're going to yeah. hire somebody to pack things. You're, you're saying the yeah. furniture. I don't know how they're going to get out in three weeks. That's a good point. Yeah. It's a massive house with a lot of Logistically stuff. Logistically speaking, that's a nightmare. But you're not going to do any of it. But you also just got $55 million. So you can throw one of those million dollars to somebody to pack up your entire house. <laughs> a million dollars to pack it sure. all up? Sure. You haven't done Why it in not? two days. Here's, yep. a, here's a cool milli. Here's 1.5% of what we did. There you go. Boom. That's a, yeah. But they're going to, hats off to them. They're going to find a new place to live with the kids, I guess, in the, in the interim between, whoa, ghost. 
Our light's flickering in here. Ooh. Spooky season. Wow, actually, that's good timing. Too. That is a good timing wow. because we're going to the Fallen OC. Nice. But Taylor invites the crew to a fall festival is the next thing I wrote yep. as we get spooky vibes in here. And uh, everyone says yes. So they're all going to go to the pumpkin patch. This episode was rightfully named Pumpkins and Paparazzi. But I did not see Emily motorcycle shopping. No, I was really surprised by that. I was too. But then, you know what? It made sense to me. When she was walking around the bikes, I was like, I could see her being like a biker chick. Like, I could Yeah, and nothing super important happened during that stretch, during that scene. I had Gina coming in, but like, whatever. Yeah. It was just cool to see Emily motorcycle shopping. We haven't seen that before. We haven't. And she's, you know. I, look, Who else? We name one other housewife that you could see on a motorcycle. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, across the franchises. Across the franchises. Give me all of them. Okay. No, I'm not doing all of them. I'm just saying. No, like, no, no. Just <clears> pick <throat> one. Um, Dolores. I was going Jersey too. I was going to go Danielle. I think either. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see Dolores on one. In, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, Everyone yeah. but I could not see Teresa on I can't a see Jen on a motorcycle. No, Jen I could see in a sidecar. In a sidecar, Like a Bentley sure. motorcycle, yep. yeah. Okay, cool. But um, I think we're on the same page. But the one thing that we do get during that scene with Gina is the, the CPS talk, the Child Protection Services talk, and she's trying to get to the bottom of what exactly was said. I think it's really funny. I love when people do this, when they went to law school. You didn't graduate law school. You went to law school. You can't do that where you speak on behalf of what an attorney would think in a situation because you are not one i love when people did one year of certain type of schooling and it makes them an expert on the topic if you don't have the degree if you didn't finish i don't care about your opinion (laughs) you might you might as well have just read it on wikipedia right but gina's just upset because shannon continues to bring her up and she doesn't understand why especially like i feel like i'm taking crazy pills when i watch shannon on the screen None of it makes any fucking she sense. She makes no sense. Right? Like, I, I, I have no I idea where she's I genuinely am concerned about her. I think there's something going on. Like, I don't think she's well mentally. And I, I was actually thinking statement, towards but... the end of it, I would want her off the show, not because she's not entertaining, because she does crazy things like this. I just don't think it's good for her mental health. No, it really doesn't I, I seem to be. She needs to go figure something out yeah. and get off the camera Which for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Like go take care of yourself, but you you don't seem well. And no. we get the next scene, it's her and John, and he's awkwardly I don't know if he was scratching her back or massaging. She's not enjoying it. She's awkward. He's awkward. It's such a strange scene. Tamara comes over, he bolts. Yep. She's like, Oh my God, you spent the night. The fact that it's three years in and Tamara's that excited about him staying over for the night. Huge red flag. There's so many red flags across the board, and you bring them up constantly. Of course, your friends are going to be concerned. Like, yep. It's just, it's crazy to me. But even in this scene with Tamara, she, first of all, I don't understand why she's so pissed at Heather, but not pissed at Tamara, because both of them have had the same conversations behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? And Tamara, you could argue, is more of the aggressor than Heather, because Tamara's the one that brings it up with a little stank to it. Heather, to her credit, when they did the cutscenes of her talking about it prior, she did try to like, be like, no, 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 I haven't heard anything. No, 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 I didn't talk about it. Like, she tried to defend Shannon a little bit. Tamara has been gung ho the whole time. Yeah, Shannon's cool with Tamara. It's a way different vibe when Tamara talks about it. It's almost like she's like a dog with a bone. She's got a little bit of dirt and she really wants to run around with it. And I think that's she even brought up the fucking podcast a little bit later. I think that's what she does she now. Just I think that she it. loves that it. So I hated that. You know, I've got that podcast with Teddy Mellencamp. Like, yeah, shut no up. No shit, Tamara. No, I think that what she did in that, like the way that she talks about Shannon's life and her life with John, it seems like she wants more dirt. She just wants to accumulate more and more information so that she has it 
and she can use it when she wants to. Whether that's on the when podcast Heather's talking the about it, Heather's just talking about it like very matter of fact. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I heard this, and this is just kind of like what's going on. There's never really. An I, I don't want to say there's not like there's. I don't know if there's an agenda or I think her agenda is just. It being doesn't in the know. It doesn't seem directly pointed. It's no, and like I think that all of the women on this show, and this is maybe one of the problems of it, they all need to know. They're all on a need to know basis. They all use the information differently. Heather just seems like she likes to know what's going on around her, and then maybe she might spill it here or there. I'm getting to the point now where maybe Shannon needed something like this. Maybe Shannon needed other up. women over there talking about your relationship because it's a weird relationship. It's just, it's, it's bizarre. It's it makes good. no sense. He's clearly not involved. He doesn't want to do anything. You want to get married. It doesn't seem like he does. This is the first time he, he slept over. To talk about it. Yeah, he refuses to talk about it. They're saying that he loves the limelight, but he doesn't love the limelight. Like, there's just a lot of question marks around there, and I don't really understand it. I think the Shannon may have needed something like this because, yes, one, it threw her into some weird, like, manic phase where now she's just forgetting things and talking about things and spewing lies about other people and two she's at least starting to maybe wise up to a little bit of it like maybe that's what's going on even though she's not talking about it you can tell with her interactions with john that at least she's asking some questions she's kind of pushing a little yeah last episode she sat down with him and brought up the things that were being said and then kind of stared at him to see what his response was. He talk no, people it. do that. But he did, yeah, he didn't say anything. But people do that. And I think that's kind of what she was doing. I think she's like poking and prodding just to see what his reaction is for things. But at the end of the day, she's too afraid to leave him because she doesn't want to be alone. But when so he, that's really what it comes down to. Or sorry, when she is talking to Tamara and like list the things going on in their relationship. First of all, if you have to constantly say this line. It's the same problems that everybody has in their relationship. Yeah. If you have to say that every single time you're discussing your relationship, guess what? Most people that are in happy relationships, when they discuss their relationship, it's about happy things. And we're not people. paralyzed by arguments. Right. But she keeps saying that. And she's like, we've gone to therapy. No, you didn't. Like, that was the biggest, like, clearly she was lying. She's like, have you gone to therapy? She she's like, I went to therapy. therapy. She's yeah. like, have you guys gone to therapy together? She's like, yeah. No. No, she says, yeah. Yeah, we have. No, you, you haven't. She says he won't talk about marriage. He won't talk about their future. He won't talk about anything. And you want to defend them. And she always says, like, I've never been more in love in my whole life. It sounds like a very toxic situation to yeah. me. But speaking of toxic situations, we get Jen and Ryan working out together. He is the biggest, like, we can label certain guys on the show. I think Ralph's the biggest asshole. I think that Ryan's the biggest douchebag on Bravo. I think he is too. Like, yeah. It is. It's, it is tough. It's gonna be really tough for anybody to dethrone him, bro. It's like it's painful. There. Why does he get a confessional? I don't know. I was floored. with that tight buttoned up suit. Oh, oh my god, horrible. Dude. But in the Ryan confessional, you know, all he does is compliment her looks. He says, "Look good, feel good," which is the line: "Look good, feel good, play good. You play good, you get paid good. You get paid good. You got it made good. Whatever." But he says, look good, feel good. She's a 12 out of 10. That's what you're interested in? Not yes. she's a wonderful mother. She fosters children. She's an inspiration. She does all these amazing things. She's a 12 out of 10, dude. Love to have her on my side. No, Show her off as a trophy wife. That's exactly what it is. It's not even the trophy wife thing. I think what it is is he is now being associated with good looking women. So when he's walking around with a good looking woman, Maybe other women want a piece. I think Maybe other exactly women are like, it. wow, he pulled a really good looking older woman. I'm about her age. Maybe I could have a little I chance there. There you go. Ryan's right. now in. Like, I think that's kind of what he's doing. And even when she's 
trying to make it a little bit more serious. He can't even stop to make it a little bit more serious. Like you should be able to sense, okay, this is somebody that you're now talking about marriage with and you're not going to have a serious conversation with her. You're going to throw in boobies. I couldn't. I I, I don't know. I was physically mad as you know, I get, but when he said that she's talking about, she brings up very reasonable, rational reasons for not wanting to get married. Mm -hmm. Why she's a little hesitant to keep moving forward. You stepped out on me when we were on a break. He's like, well, technically speaking, we were on a break. Like I didn't step out on you. That wasn't what happened. Look, she's telling you how that affected her. Whether your statement on it is you were on a break, it shouldn't matter, is irrelevant because she will feel this way regardless, which means you, as somebody that wants to marry her, needs to address this to be able to move forward amicably and as a couple and as a supportive couple. That's how it works. If you are going to deflect and say, I want to be with you forever, you and M boobies. You know what? I'm going to say this. I wish I could watch this show at like 1.5 times the speed. Oh, I agree. Spending 45 minutes on this show kills me. Yeah, every I know. Week. I know. Especially with Ryan. Like, it's just the like, I, there's so many things that you can skip past. It's just like, you can tell as soon as a scene starts, I want nothing to do with this scene. I really, this I one really pissed me off. I do not, like, that pissed me off. And he uses, like, enough, all those therapy The words. only scene so far for what we've gotten through this episode that I actually enjoyed was Emily shopping for a motorcycle. The rest of them, I'm like, I don't need this. Boop, boop, no, I really, I, I really I want to skip. not need the just me, you, me, and those boobies. Yeah, no. Because it just shows you how immature he is, and it shows you that he's not ready for marriage. It shows you that he is going to step out again, and I firmly believe Even when that. he's talking to the jeweler, and he gets I the know. stone, and he looks at the guy, and he goes, did you ever think that I, a guy like me would settle down? It's like, no. Didn't. No. Because... I mean, are you? Yeah. Like, like, you could tell. You guys took a four-week break, and you fucked somebody else. That's not normal. Like, you're not supposed to go on a break with the intention of banging other people. The, go- the break is to give your- each other space to breathe and process, not be like, oh, leash is off for the week. Gonna go get me some strange. Like He's been watching. He probably watched uh, Todd's movie a little bit. You watched The times. Pass, Ryan. Come on, man. It's on Peacock. That's it. Plug. No, no free ads. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we're with Tamara and Eddie. They're working out, and I think it's interesting that Tamara owned a gym but can't balance on a BOSU ball, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I had to point that out. Nice, Petty. I love it. Uh, uh, Petty LaBelle when it comes to Tamara. But this is where it's interesting to me because she always and will always and forever take the stance of I'm never wrong. I'm always in the right. I'm always in support of other people. I don't drag anybody because she's like, I had lunch with Heather and Emily, and she says that all they were trying to do was bully Shannon. Like, when you look back at how you've discussed Shannon's relationship, you have been very rude about it. You have not been a supporter friend. You are talking shit behind her back. Why do you, t- like, this is just her to a T. No pun intended, two T's. But she's just not a good person. Like, inherently, deep down in her soul, she's just rude. She doesn't care about other people or their feelings. She wants to spin narratives to make herself come out on top every single time. We watch this. This is why I get so confused. And when she commented on our video, defending herself and lying again we watch we have to watch we are forced to watch you every week we do not want to we've made that very clear we don't like this show we watch it every week we watch you do these things say these things it's recorded on film how can you possibly take the stance that you're not doing this stuff it's it's crazy it's actually crazy it's insanity i don't get it but god i didn't want to get this riled up today um (laughs) 
But she brings up the Terry and Heather cheating rumor, and we get that ridiculous picture of Terry and Heather posing, clearly. There is not, I don't give a shit, there's not paparazzi in Disneyland, Absolutely Disney World, not. any theme park ever. No, and by not, the way. Especially not for Heather DeBrow. That's what I'm saying. That's the biggest. Or Terry. Maybe, it was a, maybe they were there for Terry. I might I, believe that a little bit more. The one thing I will give credit to Tamara here, and this is a rare opportunity to give Tamara credit, but she even says that. She's like, it's Terry and Heather Dupro. All right. It's not Angelina Jolie. It's not some crazy yeah. celebrity where they're like, oh, look, they went to Disney World. And no one, nobody cares you're there. A couple of people are going to pick you out in the crowd and be like, oh my God, that's Heather Dupro from the Housewives. That's it. No paparazzi. Yeah. Clearly a staged photo, but we get Heather and Shannon and we bring up the vault once again. We have to talk about the the vault i don't know why we need to keep saying vault but here we are at the vault it was funny when heather goes she gives the combo out to everybody which is true but this is where i wrote down shannon always compares her relationship issues to everyone else's it's no one's business but you bring it up you always say it's nobody else's business but you bring it up and you have no issue talking about other people's business not only that but she yeah she actively brings up her own marital issues if you want to call them that that's basically what it is you call people and talk about your personal details about your relationship. Just because you don't remember it doesn't mean you don't do it. That's what so you can't crazy. be. It just seems like at the end of the day, she's upset with herself. Like I, I went maybe. through so many different things where I'm like, maybe this is a cry for help. And she realizes it's a bad situation. And she's hoping that somebody's going to call her out and start her down this path. And then they're going to actually have a real conversation with John or not. And you're going to break up. Maybe I kind of went through that for a little bit. Then I went into this whole denial phase where she just seems like she's forgetting all the weird things that she's told other people and just making excuses for it constantly. Maybe it's and that. now she's actively going after other people. It just there's no like pattern here it's at all. Strange. It's just like erratic. And she says to Heather, like, I need space. I need space. I'm yeah. really upset. You really hurt my feelings. It's like, well, why do you not need space from Tamara? That's that's illogical. That makes no sense. She's doing the same thing, if not worse. Heather's just and that's the other thing. You keep wanting to be the victim. I'm so upset. Everyone, everyone's hurt my feelings. Everybody's slighted me. Everybody is being mean to me. Poor, poor Shannon. You're the one reaching out to these people. You're the one pushing this fucking narrative. You're the one that they're trying to support. They're not even talking shit. No. All of the conversations behind the scenes are, do you guys think that they're okay? This doesn't seem like a good situation. I'm worried about Shannon. That's why they're talking about it. And you're too far up your own ass to see that these people care about you yeah. for some mind-blowing reason. I don't know why they it's care. So You've been hard. nothing but rude. It's just so hard to figure out where she's coming from. But, and like that's what we have to try to do. And I it's know, impossible. It's, 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 it's an so impossible task to try to figure out and just nail down exactly where she's coming from. And we're usually pretty good at it. We are. Even if it's a batshit crazy reason, we can, we can usually, try to figure it out. I, I am, There's just nothing here. Nothing. She's done so many different things over the last couple episodes. There's no way to track where she's going with I've got this. nothing. I really, I've got no inkling i don't know i do not know it's not and that's... for lack of not caring but no. i know that you know you might be able to think that because we don't give a shit and we hate this show we still care we still care mostly because you know what more than anything we like being right one and two we care because you care yeah and we love we also you. really like being right yeah that's the biggest one but we also care about you this is where we get the teddy plug uh the teddy and tamra little drop in that they have a podcast no shit guys Teddy points out that the paparazzi doesn't go to Disneyland, which, fair point, Teddy, I agree with you there. But we get to the pumpkin patch, and we're just going to jump right to the pumpkin carving because everything that was addressed prior gets brought up at the table. First off, they're all terrible pumpkin carvers. Second off, the butthole joke got dragged for way too long. We get it. Haha, butthole. Haha. Stop talking about it. Again, that's probably just a me thing. Um, but, no, it's okay. Okay, cool. 
But that's when the CPS talk comes up. And this is where I, I, I thought I was losing my mind because this is my full blown, like, wow, Shannon needs help moment. Right. Because Jen brings it up and they're talking, or I, I forget actually who brings it up, but somebody brings up the fact that at this dinner, when they were all supposed to be at the fiesta party, Shannon was talking about how the DUI and everything, and she was about to get arrested with her kids. They would have had to go into child protective services, which paints a very bad picture, no matter what. If it's true or if it's untrue, you cannot say that. You can't say that in public, especially when it's not true, because now people are going to question it regardless, because that's what people do. They hear mm -hmm. one thing and they run with it. At no point was child protective services going to get involved. At no point was she going to get arrested. At no point were the kids going to be taken away. So for you to even put that out in the universe is really, really shitty. And instead of in that moment, first of all, Jen was there. Tamara was there. Before Tamara got to the pumpkin patch, she discussed it in the car in transit there. But when she is confronted with it, she goes, oh, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember even kind of saying Not only that. She's actually doubled down since the episode has aired yes. on Twitter. And said that she had no idea, and she never said that. But that's crazy. Yeah. Because again, you, there's cameras. We watch you do we it. Watch you do you it. Fucking liar. You like, watched yourself do it. I know. If you're doing this timing wise, and you're tweeting that out after the episode airs, presumably you watched the episode. It just it doesn't. So make you know sense. that we watched you talk about like it. We're seeing you at the dinner, bro. It's like so we're wild. watching you at the dinner. Shannon says, "God strike me dead if I did say that." God strike me dead. Jen was there, and also for Jen to pull this out of her ass and I guess make we just up this proved story, that there's no God. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Way to go, Tamara. You ruined a lot of people's <laughs> lives. <laughs> but she says that Shen, or sorry, she says that Jen Googled it. She must have Googled it. Must have Googled it. What are you talking about? For her to come up with this convoluted of a story would be your level of crazy, Shannon. What exactly do you think? Shannon thinks that she Googled. Like, what did she reference? I don't know. Did Jen Google what Shannon said about, like, that's not how Google Googled works. Gina's DUI and then God, I hope the CPS it. story. Imagine if Google gets to a point where, like, I could type in, what did Steele say to a different person? And it'll just tell me what you said to them. Oh, God. I really hope that doesn't happen. I don't want to be alive. No. Much that's, longer that's, if that's where we're going. <laughs> Another few weeks, honestly. But uh, I'm glad that Jen called out. Tamara in her confessional at least I wish she called her out of the table but once again and we've kind of gotten away from this storyline but we see that Tamara who is allegedly friends with Jen prior to the show allegedly. But, but then went on our TikTok and commented on our TikTok that she didn't even know Jen prior to the show really they were just kind of acquaintances which is crazy because before when you're talking about it in the season you've known her for years she went to the gym you knew her and Ryan you helped them get together I don't know I'm running out of breath it's just ridiculous at this point because everybody's kind of got their own thing that they have issues with. Gina is just trying to figure out why Shannon brought up the CPS, which is a damning statement to make and trying to give her shit for it. Shannon's acting like she never said it. She has no recollection of saying it. Tamara's not backing up anybody. She's just kind of plausible deniability. I didn't hear her say that. I didn't hear her say that. You did. And then you talked about it. So, okay, see you later, Tamara. And then Shannon is just going absolutely crazy over in corner. Heather's talking about paparazzi and going to Disneyland and then also talking about how Shannon and John and I guess they kind of squashed that whole thing. There's just nobody's really connecting and any show. No, like nobody any seems to understand where the other person. No. And, and to be fair, Gina's the only one who has like clear intentions in this entire thing. She's just trying to figure out why the fuck you would bring up the yeah, CPS for her DUI. Me? It doesn't make any sense. Don't drag Gina 
she had a DUI, just be like, yeah, I helped her get out of it. Cool. All right, great. Done. Boom. Then when people want to give the rest of it just doesn't make any sense. And that's why that's where I stop. And I'm like, why are we watching this? Why is this TV? I don't know. But that's where like to give merit to to Shannon talking shit about Gina. There's backup evidence. Like, yeah, it's like when you said that Travis has a dick this big. She's Mm -hmm. like, don't do that. Don't bring that up. It's like, no, that's evidence, you idiot. Like, that's what you do to corroborate another story. You bring up past experiences in which you did the same thing. You called out Trevor Thick, And then I love, Jen gets a big point for me here because she's like, Ryan sent dick pics to the whole world. Like everyone's seen his dick. You know how big it is. Like that was funny. Give her credit there. But that's pretty much it for this one. Uh, I will say, I, while I've been defending Gina this entire episode, her rehab comment at the end fucking sucked. That wasn't cool. Yeah. You can't just throw that out there and act like because she's going through a lot. It, it, it makes it appear as though people that need to go to rehab are lesser than or, or below you or beneath you. And fuck you for that. Hated that comment. But other than that, I don't know why CPS got brought into it. I don't know why this is continuing a storyline. I don't know why a lot of these storylines have been storylines for as long as they have. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm over people the like show. This show, though. People like the season. And people it. are going to like this episode, too, because there was a lot of drama. It just, I think, a really good way to put it. It's like you said there doesn't seem to be connections between the women. Like when they're fighting it out at the table, when no one's leaning on another one. No one's like got their arm around one. Like, I got your back, girl. Like, yeah, they're kind of going to bat for Gina, but they're not really that involved. Like, none of them are truly friends. Like there's no backup. There's no actual connection friendship wise. Even when they talk, like they, they sit at the table and they talk behind each other's backs and they're like whispering to each other. It's not even in like a friend's like, inside joke way it's it's just weird and sometimes malicious it's not enjoyable i look i I, i'm not gonna chime in on what other people enjoy as far as tv goes i'm just making my point very clear that i need this season to be over because i'm done with it i think we're getting close it was like episode 12 if atlanta had 16 maybe we got like four more weeks of this i don't know we'll find out (laughs) but we'll keep watching it for all of you that's how much we love you like i don't hate this show as much as shooter does but we'll continue to watch. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. And we've got questions regarding Atlanta and OC, it seems like. So we'll do two or three from each. Ready? Yep. Oh, I like this one from Max June. <laughs> Who would win in a wrestling match? The Bra Bros are three main Southern charm guys. We'd kick the shit out of them. Yeah, with three of them? Why do yeah. they get three? Doesn't really. They matter. would need three. Yeah. They would need. Two. I will take. Uh, yeah, I, I like my myself up against those. Oh, the three. new guys. The new guys coming in there. They might shake things up a little bit. We have to see how they're. No, no, no. I got them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're talking about Shep Austin and Craig. I imagine. Yeah. I, so yeah. yeah, we can handle that. Um, I hope they hear. That. Let's do a Love little wrestling. Let's do a little, oh, I don't baby oil. Ky Jelly. Don't threaten me with a good time. Hey now. Hey yo. From Blue. Is Lou here? Blue. Oh, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. I thought you said, hey, Lou. <laughs> it's like my dog down here. From Muscles by Mayo. Interesting name. Is it Mayo or Mayo? That's that's like a play on words, though. Is it Muscles by Mayonnaise? Or is your name Mayo or Mayo? I hope it's Mayonnaise. That would be like if you Will have Levis a type of situation. plan on just Mayo. Yeah, like a Will Levis who loves Mayo. Uh, when is Shannon getting the boot? Been over her for the last five seasons. I think for her own mental health, she just needs to go away. Yeah, maybe just step Figure away. I don't know. From Felicia Allegrini, do you think Bravo will begin a clean sweep phase for the Housewives franchise? I think it depends on what they do with Atlanta. 
and how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're gonna try. It makes the most do, sense. I mean, to they do it. need to tweak most of them. I mean, you're kind of seeing them do that. Brony reboot, Salt Lake. Who the hell knows what's gonna happen there? I don't think that's really important to do. But I think Atlanta's gonna be a huge one, and then Jersey. If this season once again is just brutal, they're gonna have to get rid of it. They're gonna have to change yeah, it up. They're gonna have to fix it. But I don't know. Time will tell. Once again, from Joanne Beach. <laughs> Was the pumpkin talk a bit much and the dick size talk? They have kids. Nah. Nah, I'm okay with nah, that. I don't really, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was actually, that was one of the few moments I enjoyed in the show. I thought that was funny, especially with Jen coming in with the, everyone's seen Ryan's dick. That, I think it's funny. Yeah. But dick humor is always funny to us. <laughs> yeah, it, it always gets a laugh here. <laughs> dick and fart jokes. Now let's do two more. Oh, I'll end with that one. I like that one. Oh, from Chris Mondello. Why are you so hard on Kenya? I'll tell you why, Chris. I'll take this one. I'll tell you why right now. I think that everything she does is for her image. I don't think that the only genuine Kenya we get is her scenes with her daughter. And while those scenes are great and I have given her credit for those scenes, I think that every other scene is just her trying to promote herself, trying to put out an image of who she is that isn't actually her. I don't like how she treats other people. I thought her treatment of Courtney, regardless of who Courtney turned out to be at the end of the season, was really rude and really mean and unnecessary. I just, I also, my big issue is that she seems to think that she is the biggest celebrity on earth. And while a lot of people corrected me last week that she was a big star in the 90s, great, credit where credit's due. That's not 2023. So I just, I think it's interesting that she takes that stance. That's why I'm so hard on Kenya. It bugs me and that's also our job. I agree. So the last one, and this is a great one, and this is a free plug from MMA Abbott. I thought that was MMA Bot. It's MM Abbott 1230. Thoughts on the Kelsey Doc trailer? Can we get a special episode? I would do that in a heartbeat. We might do that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we will. We'll do a, like a, an, oh, maybe we will. I like that. I don't know what, I, I don't know what the format is. I, I assume thought it was going to be series. multiple episodes. It's, it's, they follow him around for the entire uh, season. From so last I, year, right? Yeah. So I'd imagine it's a... Six episodes? I hope so. I want as much of that as I can get. Yeah, just give me... This isn't like an Ultimate Girls Trip type of situation. Give me like 12 episodes. No, it's like a now. Welcome to Wrexham. Give me 25 episodes of this show. Yeah, every week. Every single every one. Every week of the season. Yeah. I hope. Oh, that would be really nice leading up to like the Super Bowl. Knock on wood. I would watch Go Birds. Now. Gilbert. No, no, no. I, Leading up I, to this year's Super Bowl. Sorry. Oh. I don't want to watch last year's. Yeah, no. no, yeah, no. I had to wa I watched Quarterback, that documentary, and I had to watch the last episode, and I was genuinely sad. I rewatched the Super Bowl recently. Why? I, I like sadness. Yeah, gross. <laughs> <laughs> but that does it for us. Uh, remember to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. And uh, you got anything else? No. All right. Well, uh, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Have a great Labor Day. Great. Oh, yeah, it is Labor Day. Have a great end oh, of it's summer. It's my birthday next week. Happy birthday, Steel. <laughs> I always forget. My birthday doesn't matter. Go, birds. See you next week. Bye.
Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.